Hello, I'm Chris Waters, founder of Spirit of the Inca School of Energy Medicine in the UK and Academia Shamanica in Romania. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, welcome to this podcast. Today I'm speaking with Malcolm Stern. He was the original co-founder of Alternatives in London. He's been a psychotherapist for more than 30 years. He's an author. And his latest book, Slaying the Dragons with Compassion, is his way of bringing the notion of working with the shadow within. We've been friends for many years, and it's a real pleasure to speak with him on this vitally important aspect of our work because it feels like embracing, slaying or kissing those dragons, the demons that we all have within us is our true way to reclaim our wholeness and our one true and precious life. Welcome. Uh, yes. I just want to welcome you to this podcast and this Zoom call because it's been such a long time and I've really missed you, actually. <laughs> Likewise. The connection we had at Alternatives when when you were there. So I, I wanted to talk to you about shadow work and how important shadow work is for healing, but it's more than just healing. And it's um, it's allowing everybody to go much deeper to a deeper place. And there's a lot around about positive thinking and keeping up the high vibration and all of this. But um, from what I know and my own experience is that unless we're willing to go to the dark, uh, it's like we hang on (laughs) until we're falling down the abyss and we're still hanging on. So, Well, the dark will get to us if we don't get to it. So that's that's my statement. And I've been a psychotherapist for more than 40 years. And um, I'm constantly working with the shadow. And when I don't see the shadow at all, I don't trust the relationship. Yes. There was a a great line. um, Recently, there was a documentary made. I won't name the person that's involved with it. But um, this was like looking at a spiritual teacher. And an interview was there with a Roshi around this spiritual teacher saying, I knew that he was in trouble when he said he didn't have a shadow. We've all got shadows. And I was starting to write a book on Jekyll and Hyde that actually in all of us, that's such a classic story because the Jekyll is the good part of us, the doctor, the the noble part of ourselves. But if we don't acknowledge the other parts, it will find a way of sabotaging us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and in a way, it's our vulnerable because, because it's the aspect of us that makes us humble and not... Um, you know, our ego can get so great and big and I'm the one and I, this is the way and and it's so painful to see that happening. It happens in my students, you know, the ones that graduate and go off and start to teach. They don't look at their shadow and it comes out in their students, it comes out in every other which way and in life itself. Yeah, and if we don't acknowledge it, it will come out. Um, but also, perhaps that's the learning as well, that actually we have to go through that period of sort of almost of, of naivety in order to arrive 
and an understanding of the fact that we are a mixture of divine and uh, and flawed. Mm, yeah. Yes. Well, why why is it then, Malcolm, that we aren't willing to look at the flaws? Because uh, we don't like ourselves in that. We fear that others won't like us in that. If we show that part of ourselves, we may be rejected by our society, by our circle of friends, all sorts of things. But for me, if we don't show it, then we are only presenting what we consider to be our best selves. But to me, we're presenting our shadows, our, our shallow self. Yeah, superficial. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I teach the the shadow work, um, I teach it with the um, the black bag. You know, we I literally have a black bag into which I I put I stuff all the things that I don't like about myself or I don't want to accept about myself. But the beautiful thing is that it, it's like when we can, and I had to go there myself. You know, there was a day when years ago when just my life just exploded and I exploded in a very inappropriate way in a in a restaurant in Basingstoke of all places I just like lost the plot completely and it was the rage and the anger and the injustice and the don't treat me like this that suddenly exploded out of my bag that had been suppressed for so long but but for me what I learned it was that when you pull that out piece by piece, I had to literally pull those aspects of me back out. I realized that there in that bag had also gone all my gold, you know, all the all the parts of me that my creativity, my wild, my authentic self, actually, because up until then, I was just like, nice English lady person with lovely house, nice family, nice husband, nice everything. But I, I wasn't real. No, and I think we are limited by by going for the positive only. We are certainly that. I don't know anyone who I have any real deep relationship with who hasn't shown up in their shadow. Yeah. And clients yeah. will show up in their shadow. You know, I was talking to a client just before I, sp- I came on here and, um, and he was looking at his... Um, his relationship with his wife and his children. And he said, well, you know, my fear is that I'm I'm not the greatest husband or, or the greatest father. I said, I think you're a really good father. I said, I don't think you're a really good husband, but I think you're, we are working with what you've got. And at least you're honest about the, yes. the, the negativity of the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, and he was really pleased to hear that because yeah. he knew. But if I just said, oh, no, you're fine, Mm-mm-mm. I'm rushing over. Mm. It doesn't work, does it? It really doesn't work to tell somebody that they're they're beautiful, they're powerful, they're all the things they want to hear from you. It doesn't work. And and you're right. I don't trust anybody who hasn't been to the shadow. You know, all this superficial positive thinking and it's all up here, but um, there's no depth then. Yes. And, and that depth for me is what, creates a power like a robust container for a relationship exactly if someone's visible warts and all they are far more we're far more likely to be able to have an honest relationship with them mm. and if parts of them are submerged so deeply beneath the surface that we can't touch it mm. yeah that- and you see that in organizations you see shadows well you see it in in nations you see the shadow well <laughs> 
Yeah, it's showing yeah. up really well in America, yeah. in our political situation here in UK. Yeah. It's like creating a terrible situation for lots of people. It, it yeah. is. I, I, I'm just with this if, you know, this is um, idealistic, but wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody could do their shadow work and then it wouldn't need to be projected out onto the world because it has to go somewhere. Yes. You know, the beast in us has to be somewhere. And, and if we don't own it, it shows up and That's we right. project it. Yes. And we also, it's almost like we are, we're so keen to present ourselves in the best possible way. <laughs> thinking that that will fool people. But actually, as we become more developed in who we are, we don't just trust the words. When I'm working, when I'm running groups, psychotherapy groups, I'm having people read the environment. Yeah. So, when, you know, one woman recently, I was just in Spain running a workshop last week, and one woman sort of said, I'm so disgusting. If people knew this about me, they wouldn't speak to me. It was so minor. But it was just that hidden, that's the problem, was we also think this part is so enormous, mm. it could destroy us. But actually keeping it blocked down is is what often destroys us and can turn into, you know, I'm, I'm wary about saying that that's the cause of cancer, but one of the causes of cancer would be the suppression of parts of ourselves that we keep tightly locked in. Yeah, absolutely and uh, it, it is that it is that that it's like when when we can't and in shamanic terms of course what we do is when you say you you read the room you can read the energy you can feel where things are stuck and it's like but at the same time you can't take somebody where you haven't been yourself and that's really interesting you know because my daughter as you you know mm took her own life in 2014 Ooh, yeah I remember. and it changed my practice I didn't realize it was going to change my practice but it actually deepened me so although at some level it shattered me mm. it also deepened me and it allowed me to become more authentic in working with deep distress which I hadn't mm. tasted up until that time yeah yeah that's exactly it isn't it Yes. That's exactly it. And so I can go, oh, you know, this is a terrible tragedy, which of course it is. Mm. But I could also say, actually, everything that happens in our lives is grist for the mill of awakening, which is we yes. strummed us this statement. Yes. I think everything we go through is not because we're being punished by some bastard God, but it's actually that everything we go through is part of our, it's almost like the diamond, the carbon being crushed and creating the diamond. Yeah. We often see, see our lives as terrible things that happen to us, but actually they are all part of evolving us into what we can become. Yeah, and that diamond actually is our gold. Yes, our exactly. Gold. exactly, it's our gold. That, yeah, yeah. And, and who are we becoming and, and who could we be if we allowed ourselves to go to those places and then bring out what what is seeking to be seen? Exactly. You know, it's... It's not that's just al that's alchemy, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, alchemy is, is yeah. the turning of the base into mm -hmm. gold. Yeah, exactly. And it's beautiful. And people, like you say, people think, "Oh my God, I'm showing aspects of myself that I really don't want people to see because you know it's not my perfect self. It's not my my perfect mask face." And yet, and and I, it's true. I don't trust anybody who 
who won't go there because it's it's like how can you how can you trust that that superficiality because you know something is being pushed down it's hidden and until it comes out and 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 people think it's ugly it's unacceptable and yet it i find it beautiful actually there's such a beauty in that vulnerability yes so i can see that um there's a depth that we go to when we embrace ourselves but i think we as you as a shaman me as a therapist and as both as as wise elders which we've become through the journey that we've we've been on um, are responsible for creating a safe environment Mm. in which the shadow can be explored because i think that safety is absolutely key because if we if we show ourselves in an unsafe environment we can put ourselves back years yeah actually we've we've seen i remember when i was um i was doing very stupidly a therapeutic process with my daughter melissa and her mother with a therapist who I thought was was a safe bet. And I a- allowed myself to express the fury, the rage with her mother that I'd had forever. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said to me, you're venomous. Uh, he said, he said, this is a family therapy session. I said, no, it's not. It's a, it's a session with my daughter and with her mother, with whom I had a brief relationship. Um, and I said, you know, I've never used a pejorative with a client in 30 years of practice. Mm. and it wasn't you know it it made it completely unsafe for me and that broke the spell that the therapeutic journey can take you through because i was allowed to show up in my shadow Mm. absolutely and it is that safety isn't it and i think you can only create it with your therapist as well he he obviously hadn't gone there himself because you can only create that safety if you have been to those places yourself Yes. Because people get you, they get that, they understand that. You know, um, it, it's it's not something that you say either. It's a feeling that you that yes. you set out. Well, in fact, after my daughter died, people came to me who had lost children. I don't, I didn't put out. I'm I'm working with people who, yeah, children, but but they they can recognise that I would be a safe environment in which to land it because I know the territory. Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. that. So yeah, and and shadow, it's you know it's part of our humanness, and there are so many you know ancient stories that talk about the descent into the unknown, into that shadowy dark place that that is scary. Yeah. And yet, when you you know, and you maybe yes, it can be scary if you don't have a safe container. It will be, but if you have a safe container and you can go there then you it's it's almost like you meet something an aspect of yourself that is maybe terrifying i call it kissing the dragon um no. because <laughs> that's what we do we kiss the dragon it's not we're not down there to fight it or slay it in a in a violent kind of way because for me that's just more violence that i don't want to put into the world but it's it's like to embrace that those aspects that are seemingly unacceptable um you know my book is called slay your dragons with i do yeah i do i love it i love it it's it's really slay your dragons with compassion and i have to qualify that because when i'm when i'm speaking to people about because people say well 
dragons are beautiful, which of course they are. The whole concept of dragons are beautiful. But there's something about if we half do a job, yeah. it'll come back to haunt us again. Yeah. So if we uproot a part of ourselves that is is hideous, horrifying, and stick it back in the mud because we can't face it, yeah. then it gets stronger again until it emerges in another way. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. we can see the shadow of that in the First and Second World Wars, which yeah. were in effect one world war, which had a, a hiatus between 1918 and 1939. Yeah. But actually, that never got resolved. The dragon was not slain. They, yeah. there, there was, you know, there was a sort of a sense of an uneasy truce that was always going to emerge in another way again. Yeah, and actually, when you when you go to that place, and I I talk about kissing the dragon because it's like making that kind of relationship with it. We actually bring it right back out of the underworld, back into this world, and work with it up here because. This is this is where we live. You know, this is it. Yes, exactly. Now, interestingly, um, in, in my book's been translated into Czech, but oh. they translated it wrongly, and they translated it as "stroke your dragons with compassion." Oh. So they've got this cuddly dragon on the front, and um, and actually, it's like they've missed the point in, <laughs> in doing that as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. It's it's interesting, but then then don't you think that's another way of of like making it all nice and fluffy, rather exactly, than yeah, deep and exactly. Dark rather deep. And, yeah, and exactly. having to go through the underworld and to take our initiatory journey mm. into what it is to be truly deeply human mm. and divine and a part yeah. of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and in a way, it's the dragon that hoards the gold. Yeah, you you can't get past it. No. If you don't you can't trick it either, no, you have and, to find your way of doing what you need to do with it. Mm -hmm. In your case, to kiss it, in my case, to kill it. But if not, not smash it to smithereens, but to, to actually lay it to rest, yeah, exactly. And, and in a way, it's a death, yes, it is a death, it's a death of a yeah. And I think that's the thing is that we do die inside, we are preparing ourselves for the ultimate death. Mm. Whether there'll be the death of this personality in this body, which mm. both you and I are pretty pretty sure believe that that that's a temporary state mm. of affairs, we don't know. Mm. Uh, but what I do know is that actually, if we don't prepare ourselves to death, then death becomes terrifying. Yeah. If we actually we we face death in our lives, we face tyranny, we face um, the 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 shadow in our lives. Mm. It stops rearing its head in such an ugly way. Yeah, exactly. And it is ugly, you know, when it's when it's not owned, when it's out there in the world in that way, it becomes to me, becomes very ugly. It's the tyrant. Yeah. It's not the sovereign king, it's the tyrant that is in control. And yeah, that all of that is about owning that. And <laughs> Mother Teresa is like, I'm I'm owning my Hitler. You know my inner Hitler, and in a way, I own my inner tyrant because yes. she's, you know, she wants to control everything. But if I keep that, if I keep that, it's a, it's a terrible place to be because there's no, there's no, there's no flow, there's no acceptance, there's no tolerance, there's, you know, there's so much that's missing. I agree. And this is the beauty of shadow work, of being willing to go there, that, you know, then we can, I, I, to me, it's about truly 
understanding compassion and and in a way that's your your book you know with compassion we don't find true compassion if we haven't been to those very dark places and voluntarily you know yes we get dragged there kicking and screaming if we won't go there voluntarily and this is where we all have a crisis of some sort or another but far better to go there willingly i agree Mm. And, uh, and, and you know, and not to resist what life brings our way. <laughs> you know, Stephen Levine talks about, mm. is a writer on death and dying, talks about um, that we tense around pain. But actually what he suggests we do is to actually soften around pain, allow mm. it to penetrate us. And I think the same is true if we're looking at, uh, at the uh, the shadow as well, is of actually softening around it, having some compassion for ourselves as mm-hmm. more human beings, you know, who whose lives are, you know, no one has an easy journey this is not a, a comfortable ride on planet earth we're in this is a, this is an inevitable initiation yeah that's exactly it it is an initiation and like you said earlier things happen for us to grow not to us to make us a victim and yeah yes there's, there's, there's something really I, I keep going back to this but when when people are willing to show their what they've put away in that black bag there's something so beautiful about that that opens everybody's heart. Yes. Um, trust. Mm. trust gets built by, by visibility and vulnerability. Mm. Yeah. And the statements I've made is that, is that without vulnerability, there can be no true intimacy. And part of vulnerability is allowing yourself to be fully met and seen. Yeah. yeah. Into me, see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, what else is there to say except that it's, you know, shadow for me is, is if for anybody who's going to be a therapist of any kind, you know, shamanic practitioners, it's really important to do the shadow work because what can you hold, what kind of space can you hold if for deep mm, healing work if you, like we said earlier, if you're not prepared to go there yourself? Exactly. And I know, you know, if I've looked at my mm. own evolution as a therapist, mm. when I first started working, it was like I would have people look in each other's eyes in running groups. Um, I'd have people look in each other's eyes and tell each other how beautiful they were. It's a very lovely exercise, but it's also, it's limited. Because mm. actually, the, the real thing is to look in, the, in others' eyes and read them and be able to relate to all of them and mm. see that like you, they've had their darkness, their light, their celebrations, their misery, their losses, mm. their griefs, their, their joy. Mm. But, but actually, we all the human condition is um, is is not that strange to any of us. Mm. Yeah, and it is that is our humanity. That is yes. what it means to be a human here on Earth. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. So, what else to say? It's been um, a real pleasure, Malcolm. To yes, yeah, lovely, Chris. To I talk yeah. with you. Big lots of love from my heart. Good luck with, lovely to see you, and uh, yeah. thank you for inviting me on your show. <laughs> Welcome you. Yeah, all right, all take right. care. Thank you for listening. The shadow work that I offer <clears throat> out in the world um, begins in the UK, November the 17th to the 20th, and in Romania, November the 2nd to the 5th. It's only open to students because you have to really be prepared to go deep in this work and um, and the quality of safety and integrity that I hold 
um, helps people to to do that. So it's not for everyone, but it's for those who have stepped onto the path of the shaman and are willing to dive deep. I look forward to seeing some of my students and delivering this work with you. Gracias por pelear con vos.